Hello, listeners. This is frequent guest host and editor Aaron here. Wanted to let you know we had a happy accident of sorts, sort of the exact opposite of what normally happens. We left the recorder running and picked up some bonus audio at the end of the episode. So stay tuned after the end theme rolls for a little extra stuff. podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel and I missed all the music. Rachel, we are in the midst of season three. We are. And uh, for my tangentially related question today, Mm -hmm. I would like to ask you about your experiences with the law. Have you ever been arrested? What kind of tickets have you received <laughs> um so i'm a rule follower so very much I. so yeah um i remember getting my recess taken away once in elementary school yes i think this is one of the reasons why we're friends yeah because we both are very we're like i did i'm trying so hard not I know. to get in trouble <laughs> like and, and yet so i grew up in europe mm-hmm. and specifically in a country that didn't have speed limits right and so I like to drive fast. And I'm not the best driver. I will wholeheartedly concur with that statement. I love you too, Allison. <laughs> but you did. You t- are a scary driver. But you told me recently you've seen your life flash before your eyes less lately. That is true. So you've I remember I'm holding on to those words because I'm very proud because I've worked on it. You have. Um, but please share with the audience your law breaking experiences. Uh, I think it's one, two, Three speeding tickets in one week. <laughs> Gosh, this is the worst. But at least they were in two different counties. Mm-hmm. And so I could defer one, defer the second, and then just pay the third. So none of the points went on to my, on my, um, my record. But still, <laughs> it's not good. My husband was very upset. Mm-hmm. He was like, Rachel, you are a full-grown woman. Do I need to take away your keys? Can you have self-control? And I was like, I will get better. I will get better. I have. And then I got my third ticket, and then he got really mad. Oh, that was (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, okay, Rachel, come on. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyways, so law-abiding, what's going on with this? Well, actually, before we do the big reveal, I'm going to tell you how that's related. This week's artist is actually two artists in one go. Really? Yeah. So I actually have another question to ask you before we get to the big reveal. What's the other question? What is your favorite fictional sword? Sword? Like cutting sword? Mm Mm-hmm. What in the world, Allison? (laughs) What are you talking about? Sword? Mine's Sting. Are we listening to the police and Sting? Hey! We didn't do the big reveal! Sorry for those who um, just heard me scream, but I was very excited. Well, for the sake of um, tradition, can we do a quick quick drum roll? Yes. All right, here we go. It's Police and Sting. Yay! Um, I remember learning about Sting being part of the police band, I think. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Was it two years ago? 
Well, it was right before we started this podcast. Yeah, and it was with my <laughs> father-in-law, and he was just like, he gave a double take and like totally shifted his head. He's like, Rachel, you didn't know that? I was like, no. You He's, actually have even texted me, and you were like, Allison, who are the police? Do I know any of their songs? Is Sting a member of the police? Like, you're asking me, and that was one of the things that made me think, I should make all of these weird text messages into a show. <laughs> so, Did you, you save them? Yes. That's fine. I will be sure to post the screenshots of some of these conversations. Oh, lovely. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you do know that these are musicians. Yes. I know Sting is a guy, and he lives in New York City, and Phoebe Buffay from the show Friends tried to get Ross and Rachel's child into the same school with him. At the same school as Sting's child? Yes. And then Phoebe Buffay got a restraining order. Got it. Okay. From Sting. From the police. Yeah. Da, okay. Da, da. <laughs> so, um, apart from that Friends episode. <laughs> That's not rea- reality. That is not real. <laughs> what What do you actually know about the police and Sting? So, I know the police a little bit. I think I know Sting a little bit more. So, um, I have an ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um who was really good at piano and he was like a concert pianist and he was, he had an amazing voice. Um, and he made a mixed CD for you, for me. And one of the songs was, um, a sting song. Which one? Um, I don't know the title of it, but I know how it goes. Go ahead. Every move you make. Oh, every step you take. Yeah. I'll be watching every you. Every step you take. Okay. So that's a little creepy. Well, <laughs> not gonna lie, I that thought song's it, a I thought creepy. the song was more of like not not really a stalker song, but it was just like, "Hey, I love you, Every and I want." Every move you make, I'll be watching you. Okay, it is a stalker song, but I thought it was just more of like, "Hey, I don't pay." I want to walk lyrics. along life with you. I want to be part of your world. There's part a reason this guy's your world. ex. <laughs> There's a reason this guy's your ex. I mean, yeah, this he sounds is an ex. this sounds creepy. Yeah, he even contacted me after we got married, and I was like, "Nope, boop." Okay. Yeah, sounds like he was... Even wanted to stalk me after Yeah, he's like, every move you make on Facebook, (laughs) I am watching you. All right, so you do know one uh, song. I think that's the only song. But, um, so Sting does have a good voice because the ex-boyfriend was able to sing really well. So just, you know, that song is by the police. Oh, not by Sting. I mean, he's in the police, but... But he's the main singer. Yeah. So it's him singing. Okay. It's just, it's a... The police song. Okay. Yeah. Any other songs that you know? That's it. All right. Well, I'll just throw a couple more titles out there that might ring a bell for you. Okay. Um, in terms of Sting, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You. Pass. Hmm. Uh, Desert Rose. Oh. Was that in a commercial for like a car selling commercial? Maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. Pass. I'll, I'll take that as a pass. All right. Uh, some of the police songs that you might know, Don't Stand So Close to Me. <gasps> That's them? Yeah. How do you know don't that song? Stand, don't Stand So yeah. Close to Me. Yeah. Or, yeah, me, me, me. Yeah. There. How, how do you know that song? Uh, I feel like it was on a movie. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, it's not like I'm sitting there and listening to the police. No. Right. No, I knew that. I think it was from a movie. What about... Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah. Is that them? Yes. 
I never knew How that. How do you know that song? Probably because it's in a movie. Uh, no. Um, um, again, Friends. Ross uh. says, Ross can. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, one more. Uh, I'm watching reruns on Netflix right now. Clearly. Can you tell? <laughs> um, all right, last one. Uh, every little thing she does is magic. Da, 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 every little thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not one um, Buffy um, the Slayer um, lady. Oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yeah, there's uh-huh. this one movie that she does, but she's like working in Macy's or working in some department store. And they okay. have that song. All right. So on a scale of one to ten, one being you've never heard of them before, and ten being they're your favorite, where would you place your current knowledge of the police and Sting? I'm really glad I'm going to learn about him this week because I think it'll help. Um, I would say maybe a four. I maybe think a three. No, four probably. Because you recognize some of those songs. That's pretty good. I mean, you didn't know it was them. But yeah. to, the fact that you have heard it before in our show yeah, that is, is a, a good deal. sign. That's a big deal. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be more like the Michael ja- um, Jackson stuff that I kind of knew, but I never knew it was him. Yeah, maybe. So you've got some homework. Yes, I do. Um, We've got a little Police and Sting playlist for you, around an hour, 16 songs. Okay, listen, I can do that. Listen to it every day. Yes, I No can. cheating. No cheating. And when you come back together, we'll talk about it, but we won't be alone. Really? Someone, every move we make. I'm just kidding. Um, Is my ex-boyfriend going to come because he's stalking us and listening to us right now? I don't think so. (laughs) It's going to be, but we are going to have a guest host. Okay, okay. And it is our friend Jenny. Really? She's into um, police and sting. What's really interesting about it is that I have known her since we were 13 years old. And I didn't know how into sting she was until a couple weeks ago. When I was talking about this show with her, and she was like, I love Sting. That's so cool. I love Jenny. She's a sweetheart. And she's going to share with you. Good. And she's not on my stalker list, so she can be in my presence. (laughs) You don't have a restraining order (laughs) out against her? All right, Rachel. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy this week of listening to The Police and Sting. And I'll see you and Jenny next week. And audience will be back with you in just a moment. Sounds good. Here we go. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to The Police and Sting. Yes, I have. Did you have a good week listening to it? Actually, I did because I had a lot of fun in some ways. Um, I kind of learned about myself in some ways, too. Well, I look forward to hearing more about your impressions, but first we need to introduce our guest host, our friend Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Welcome. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here. I'm so glad you're able to hang out with us and teach me. Yeah, happy to be here. And Jenny, I'd like us to start about how you ended up being the guest host for this episode, because <laughs> you are also one of my best friends, and I've actually known you a good, You've known know. her, yeah, you guys known each other longer than I've known you, Allison. Yeah, like, we've known each other since 1990, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> not show our ages A here. long time. Since we were 13. Yeah. Wow. We, yeah, we were so kids. So, 21 years. But here's what's crazy. Yeah, so I've known her for, you know, a couple decades now. And I found out, Jenny, that you were a Sting fan, (laughs) like, 
a few weeks before yeah. this episode. Because really? We, well, we were. You guys known each other that long? Well, that's what's so crazy. So we were talking about the show, and I was showing her some of the artists that I'd planned for the feature, and and uh, I got to the police and Sting, and you go, oh, I I love Sting. I do love Sting. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm a closeted Sting lover. <laughs> And so, you know, because I know you love music and we've known each other mm -hmm. for a long time and because I now know that you really love Sting, I thought you'd be a perfect guest host for this episode. Yes. And I was wondering if you could share with Rachel how you got into Sting in the first place. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I really don't talk about the fact that I grew up loving Sting because... Why? Is loving Sting bad? <laughs> No. You know, okay. I don't and, know. No, it's not. Uh, okay. But you know, as a as a young kid, like when I, you know, met Allison, and a lot of my other friends later. I mean, a lot of them were into music, so I didn't feel like Sting was in the category of what they thought was cool, and it was something my parents introduced me to. Right. So is it, your dad a pastor? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it went immediately into like the things you don't talk about category. <laughs> when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of music that I listened to my See, parents did I. my parents didn't expose me to a lot beyond other than Christian music a lot of See, oldies. same with me yeah but I had a lot of oldies I had a, tons of Beatles and the okay, monkeys no. yeah, no. Jenny and, recovered and the Beach Boys I and, well I'm yeah. recovering now <laughs> I mean my my parents listened to Cat Stevens and like all their favorites from when they were younger um, but I didn't really have a lot of new music so when my parents started listening to Sting um, I credit a uh, lady from our church who was very close to our family, who was also my art teacher in elementary That's school. Cute. She babysat me. She was obsessed with Sting <laughs> in the way that Allison is obsessed with Paul McCartney. She, That's a serious level of obsession. I know. We was passwords obsessed. about Paul. And I looked up to her, you know, and at the time, you know, what my parents listened to was cool. And if it wasn't Christian music, I was, I was ready to be into it. So... I started listening to Sting, and I was 10 or 11 when 10 Summers Tales came out, and I fell in love with, like, most of the, most of the songs on that CD, particularly Fields of Gold, which... Is on your playlist. Is, uh -huh. is on your playlist, yes. It was like the definition of romance in my little kid mind. The lines in that song just made me feel so, like, romantical. <laughs> I, yes. So as a as a kid, I lived in my head a lot. I was kind of like Anne of Green Gables if she never said anything. You know, like I had a like I love Anne of Green. I Gables. had like an inner monologue going all the time. I was super dreamy and emotional, and that song in particular, and a lot of songs on that album, really like fed that part of me. Even though like I didn't know what romance was as a kid, but Fields of Gold is about a man sweeping a woman into his arms and kissing her. And I thought that was just like the definition of everything I wanted in my entire life when I was 11. So, <laughs> and everyone knows what you should want and desire at the age of 11. Yes. And it should be to be in a field of barley and to have a man put his arms around you and kiss you. <laughs> That's so cute. So, I, I think if I had heard that song when I was 11, I probably would have felt yeah, the same way about it. <laughs> but then there were a lot of other great songs that, you know, as a little kid, it just like listened to in the car, danced around to the house too. Like it was one of those things my parents could throw on the stereo at home and we would all enjoy it together. Yeah. So, you know, it has like a lot of nostalgia for yeah. me. Like I kind of, I, I don't 
still don't listen to lots and lots of sting anymore. But whenever yeah. I hear, you know, Fields of Gold or, or even Brand New Day or, you know, one of, one of the many other sting songs, I get nostalgic. I do now, not do you get listen. nostalgic about the police songs? No, I, I did not listen to the police. And honestly, like, I can hear a police song and I think it's a sting song because his voice is so distinctive to yeah. me. But uh, I did not realize that they were two different things growing up. It wasn't until much, much later in my life that I realized, like, oh, yeah, Sting was in the police long before he was Sting. See, I learned that from Allison that yeah. like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I learned about the police much, lo <laughs> much later, um, like a decade ago. But it's, it's still, like, in my brain, I still have to think it, for yeah. a minute, like, was Roxanne... The police or Sting because it's his voice is so distinctive to me. So that's a this is a really good time to transition into a little bit more about like their history because we want to talk about Sting like as a person how he grew up. We want to talk about the formation of the police. We want to go into a little timeline here. Do you mind if um, I ask one question before we do that? I'm hoping that you will. Okay, so you know how you learned this not Sting the Sting it's Sting and the police. Mm -hmm. separately yes. and how I'm learning Sting and the police more together. Mm -hmm. um, now for me, when I listen to the playlist Allison has created, I can't tell when it's Sting or the police, Sting and the police. Is that okay as I'm learning them? Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. Totally fine. I just didn't I mean, know if that was bad. If you listen for a long enough time, you can kind of tell the musical differences between oh, the two. You will yet. be able to over time because the police kind of like are in one time period yeah and it, it, they do have a distinctive sound that's mm -hmm. really makes sense in that decade huh. and then sting's music afterwards he doesn't really do especially in, in the last 10 years he hasn't really done like rock at all no. so if it sounds kind of rockish it's probably the police that would be a good guess anyway yeah. yeah like for me i can know it's this week is sting and the police and but it's like I know the titles of the songs, and now I'm thinking of now I've created my least favorite or favorite list, and I'm like, which ones are the Sting and which ones are don't, the Police? Don't worry, don't don't worry about, about that. that. Okay, good. I'm That's glad not uh... to worry about that. Good, <laughs> so, good. So let's talk about Sting. I That question that you just asked was actually not the question I thought you were going to ask. Really? I thought you were going to ask about his name. Oh, yes. I definitely <laughs> want to know about his name. Is that his legal name? Did his mom no. call him Sting? Well, his mom... Hello, Sting. His Hi, mom, my baby. His mom does call him Sting. His kids call him Sting. Everybody like, does. But it's a nickname? It's a nickname given to him. Um, By himself? No. <laughs> it's actually the great... When I read this story, I thought, that is hilarious. So he actually, when he was performing, what, in jazz clubs, yes. Jenny? Yes, yes. He was wearing, like, a sweater with mm -hmm. black and yellow stripes, and he looked like a, a bumblebee or a wasp, and that... So that's yeah. how he, isn't he, that crazy yeah there's a so guy he's like probably wearing a rugby shirt almost. yes <laughs> you know i had a professor who actually wore like the same kind of sweater so they exist out there but yeah a guy from the phoenix jazz man that he used to play with um gave him the nickname said he looked like wasp and so the nickname sting was born and now Everybody calls him that, including his own mother. So, not the legal name. His real name is... What is his legal name? Gordon. Gordon Matthew. Yeah, I'd rather be called Sting instead of Gordon. <laughs> well... Nothing against the name Gordon, but His Gordon. name's quite a mouthful. It's um, Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. Yes. Oh. 
So. That's a nice roll from the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like Jenny was saying, um, he started out playing jazz mm-hmm. and did that for a while. Yeah, he actually was a teacher by day and played in jazz clubs at teacher, night. Teacher, what kind of teacher? Honestly, secondary I, school. I don't know. Yeah, just general secondary so, school. So some kind of middle school? Well, middle school or high school. Yeah. So let me note this. Hot for teacher. Oh, my goodness. He is a good-looking man. <laughs> like, well, he honestly looks a little bit like my oldest brother, Joe, but more like my husband, Paul. Well, that's probably good that you don't think of your brother. No, oh, <laughs> gosh, that's gross. Ew. But no, yes, he is, he's like a good-looking guy. He is guy. a good-looking guy. He's not well, bad-looking. He's, he's part of the reason why like his face was part of the reason why the police were successful because uh, i mean if you look at the other two well are the other <laughs> Stuart two and andy are not the attractive they're not they're not the most they're very british i guess <laughs> wait a second so, so is this a british brand it is yes oh i thought they're american he is british but they kind of got their big break in america because they they made the mistake of going under the umbrella of punk music when they were not... That's not punk. When they were not punk. And the London critics saw through it, and punk was, I mean, it was big. And punk has no room for people who are pretending. So <laughs> after... They had a little success with Roxanne, but after they recorded their first album together, they, could get, they couldn't get any success in Britain. So they ended up going over to America and found success here first. So, yeah, so the police actually formed in 1977 and they were together until 1986. 77, wow. Yeah. So, um, Sting himself is in his 60s, mid 60s. So, um, like Jenny said, they're not punk, more no. new wave, but you might have noticed some other inspiration in their music. Like you mentioned jazz a couple minutes ago yes. and then the piano. And one of their songs, I really liked it a lot. Okay. Um, and so I could of hear some of like, oh, that was the police. No, I'm asked. I don't think that's that LaBelle? Song. Yeah, that's not a police song. So okay. we're just talking about the police right now. Okay. You might have noticed a kind of Caribbean feel. A hmm. little like. Now that you're mentioning it. Like yeah, in Roxanne or in Message in a Bottle. Yes. Um, those songs kind of have maybe some like. Did they move to the Caribbean? No, but they drew a lot of inspiration from reggae music. But the police, they had five, like, big, five albums. Okay. And, and that's it. And they just got, like, bigger and bigger, yeah. bigger so, hits. I'm going to ask a really dumb question. No such thing. <laughs> yeah, you think. So, um, Sting was first or the police were first? So Which, at the car, the egg and the chicken, what's going on? The police were first. The police right. was first. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So the police was created in 77, mm -hmm. and then Sting afterwards went off by himself. Yes. Right. But when the police were kind of together, they had... Okay. They cool. had the hits like, Every Breath You Take, Roxanne, Don't Stand So Close to Me, Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic, So I have another Pain. I have another question. Okay. Sting was always the singer of the police, or did yeah. the other guys play to sing too? He was always the singer. And the okay. bassist. And the, always the bassist. And who's um, who wrote the musics? Sting. Really? Yep. So those other guys, they really didn't do anything. Well, I mean, they did. You stuff. had a, <laughs> a great drummer and a great guitarist, 
And they uh, went on to do other things. They did, and all of them were actually pulling from different um, musical abilities. So, like, Sting's background was really different than the other two members of the police. Uh Uh-huh. So, they all brought something different to the band, which is why, I mean, it's new wave, but it's influenced by jazz and reggae and all these other things. So, Sting was a former um, teacher. Were the other boys, the other guys, former teachers? Uh, No. They just kind of met and hung out? He met Stuart Copeland while playing in a band, um, and Copeland didn't think anything of the band or its music, but he thought something of Sting. And so they ended up like exchanging numbers, and eventually Sting quit his job and moved to London huh. with, wow. <laughs> with Stuart Copeland's number in his pocket and no money, just on the hopes that they would start a band together because <laughs> Copeland, he was older than Sting and he had had a background, I think in progressive rock, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but anyway, he, he had a background in music and he had played with some... Co- and Copeland was the drummer? No, he was the bassist. Co- Copeland, no, Sting was the bassist. Copeland oh. was the drummer and Andy Summers was the guitarist, I think. So he went out to London kind of on a wing and a prayer and met up with Copeland and they searched for another member for their band and wow. yeah and so when they created themselves as a band and when they got signed into a um, recording studio how long did that take just a few years I guess well I mean they already had kind of had once they had Roxanne out there I think it was ah. fairly easy for them um, the brother of one of the other two members of the police was decided to be their manager and um, oh, is that a good thing it was yeah. good for them yeah i guess yeah, so I mean, they, were, they were very successful <laughs> yeah they were um something i noticed in reading some interviews of sting and you know sorry in advance jenny but he does seem to have a little bit of an arrogant streak Ew. or at least he is per- like perceived that way, uh, okay. but maybe a little bit of control, like what Jenny was saying. He writes the songs. He's the lead guy of the uh, band. I would agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah, I don't want to like, like diss your no. guy. <laughs> Just because I love Sting doesn't mean he he can't be an arrogant dude. So <laughs> my next question is: so if the police was first, Sting was next. Yeah, and he may have a little taste of arrogant issues. Right. So, did they break up, or did they just say, you know what, we're going to take a break, let's do our individual thing? What happened to them? Well, honestly, I I think for the most part, it boiled down to Sting's maybe arrogance, but also the fact that he wanted a lot of creative control. And he, he was kind of a perfectionist in his songwriting and music writing, so when the other guys were, like, contributing, you know, they, they did write, and they did compose, like, that's that's what they did. But Sting was very harsh. He was a harsh critic to uh, their own work. Um, and perfection was what he wanted. And okay. I think that that took a toll on the band. I bet yeah. it did. So that means the other guys weren't as popular as Sting then? No. I mean, they still had music careers, mm-hmm. but okay. not to the, like, degree of fame that Sting has had. Um and so, just to move it forward, Sting has 12 solo albums. Wow. And um, together, like, with the police, they've won, like, a total of like, 16 Grammys. <gasps> um, wow. You know, so in the he Rock sold and Roll 100 Hall of million fame. records yeah. b- between him and the police. 
So, this is going to sound really dumb. Um, because again. it's especially since it's now season three. Mm. So, Grammys. Yeah. Are those worldwide awards or are those just American awards? Good question. They are, well, I think they have like world, like they, western They do have categories for world music and, and, and things like that. But I feel like it's mostly, maybe mostly artists that sing in English. Mostly sense. American artists. Right. And there is like a Latin Grammy. Yeah. A, a lot oh. of Grammys yeah. that he has won, I believe, are for uh, movies, songs he's done for, for movies. And what movies? That Michelle Geller one? <laughs> what, what? Mich what Michelle Geller it's one? This, she's some like clerk in some store, like Macy's. I well, don't know. that I'll one's not ringing a bell. <laughs> <laughs> but he did like. He did like Emperor's New Groove. And he did. That's him. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that show from when I was a kid. Uh, White Squall is one of my favorite movies, and he mm -hmm. did a song for that one. Um, gosh, I'm sure there's like a thousand. Really? That he's, he's. I love done movies. Stuff for, but he's. I mean, he's also won Grammys just obviously through his own excellent songwriting his and looks. and in the Police too, and his good looks mm. probably helped too. So, so to, <laughs> to bring it full circle, the Police did eventually have a brief reunion about 10 years ago mm -hmm. 2007 um, they did like a massive tour went all over the world and uh, people you know really wanted them to like record new stuff but um, I think Sting was kind of like no we've brought it full circle that's the end yeah so I think they're on good terms ish enough. from what I've read it was like a civil breakup like maybe everybody wasn't super happy about it but Nobody was horribly angry about it. I mean, they're still speaking to each other. Yeah. And even... They sent Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, even after the police broke up, I'm pretty sure that at least one of them contributed to some of Sting's albums. Yeah. I read that so, thing as well. So a few collaborations. Yeah. Mm. I think they... Honestly, I think maybe Sting was just outgrowing the police huh. and wanted more creative control and that's something that you can see as you when you look at the playlist and you're in the the sting half of it mm -hmm. um the songs definitely move i think away from standard pop mm -hmm. so you have songs and they include a lot more of that kind of world influence you know you have desert rose which is the one with the like arabic in the background the like mm -hmm. north african sound um you've got um la belle dame sans regret um which is in french mm. right so bringing in kind of more and you even have that one weird one <laughs> the going with the lute uh fine necks for ladies <laughs> oh yes yes from songs what is that called songs, songs from the labyrinth uh -huh. Labyrinth, which so my next like medieval. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Did you create the playlist or did Allison? We did it together. You guys mm -hmm. did it together. We <laughs> collaborated. Yes. <laughs> she had built the original playlist, and I added some things to it. Right. My, I tried. my mine was mostly the police, which is yeah. what I'm into. <laughs> and then Jen Jenny was like, like, "Where oh. are the sting songs?" <laughs> <laughs> I did not know about songs from the labyrinth, so that was a fun well. Surprise that one for me. was just sort of like so you could see how kind of crazy and weird he is about like exploring music Can nothing you? nothing is off the table he, will, isn't. Like, he will attack 1600s folk songs he, he <laughs> said it was like the pop of the day and he wanted to do it justice so 
again, like, he, he will try anything. And that was one of the things that I noticed as, you know, I was creating my favorites and least favorite lists. Which we should definitely talk about now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the least favorite one um, was Brand New Day. Okay. Like, the first 50 seconds, it kind of sounds like an alien song. <laughs> Like, yeah, he does kind of experiment, and he's like, nothing's off the table. And then... A little weird harmonica. Yeah, exactly. And there's this... But it was kind of interesting as I was listening to this song throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by Wednesday or Thursday, it was kind of to grow on me where I was taking that off that least list. And I wouldn't say favorite, but I was just allowing myself to kind of get into the groove of it. Mm -hmm. Where I was looking into the lyrics, looking into more of the beat. And I really like, you know... one of the pieces of the lyrics of just turn the clock of time and just um, the brand new day and the fact of that. And it was just, it was interesting how he's so adventurous and sometimes you can be turned off by it, but then really, wait a second, there's, there's musical artistic ways that he's really drawn me out and challenged me. I'm I'm glad that song grew on you because it is a song of optimism, which Mm -hmm. to me is very much her personality. But Jenny has a fun fact about that song too. Oh, so the person playing the harmonica in that song is none other than Stevie Wonder. (gasps) I love Stevie Wonder and I know who that is. I'm so excited. (laughs) Maybe maybe you'll like the song a little more. I think I will. The quote quote, alien music part of the song (laughs) is Stevie Wonder. I think it's funny that you think a harmonica sounds like alien. Well, the first 50 seconds, I just thought, what is my first takeaway? Alien music. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you a couple other faves. Okay. Um, the LaBelle one, the, um, La the French. LaBelle oh, The piano. Oh, my goodness. It mm-hmm. made me want to go find the PDF version of the piano music. I just wanted mm-hmm. to grab my piano. Well, not grab it because it's a... It's a it's a it's a micro baby grand so it's still a big um piano but anyways i wanted to grab that and um wanted to play piano on that one i thought there was just a lot of um great songs like um everything she does is magic i thought that was such a fun music song and it was really funny um so i have a little girl and she just has this wide imagination and so we were listening to the song we were playing this week together and she was wanting to learn for the first time a magic trick and so it was you know very simple of how to pull a coin out of someone's ear Uh, i was like okay you got to be very you know sly and be very quick but also you have to be very fun and animated at the same time so you have to do all those things all at the same time and so it was just a fun song to teach with my little girl and it was just fun memories this week um and then roxanne i'm not a fan of the lyrics so i kind of want to talk a little bit about that Mm -hmm. so roxanne is probably like one of my favorite really? songs on this No, list. I won't lie to you. It is on my favorite list. Okay. But I'm not a fan of the lyrics. That's very interesting. Which is so weird. Um, I like the song. I think the beat, the, um, not the background music, but I guess the background part of it. The harmonies. The yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of like, wah, wah. Yeah, of, the rock yeah. part to it. a lot of drive to the song. Yeah. yeah it, moves. Moves. Mm-hmm. it makes me want to be in the car, but then now that I'm knowing what the lyrics are about, about... <laughs> so what is the song about yeah. to you? It's about some of those girls that stand on the corner. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, yeah, huh. But he's saying you but don't st- have to put on that dress. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I just, I still like the song, though. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that song. I like the cover of it in Moulin Rouge. I like the Flight of the Concords parody of it. It's a great I song. pretty much like 
everything about that song. Mm. <laughs> Another couple songs that I liked was Don't Stand. Um, so Close to Me. Yes. Let's talk about that song. That's another lyrically interesting song. Yeah. And I'm curious if you caught that one. Well, uh, the part that it was funny is that I listened to it out of, um, I put it in my own order, I guess, in the sense, is the stalker song. And then I put it right next to the don't stand close to me where he wants like every move you make, but don't stand so close to me. Yeah. And then it was just like back and forth, hot and cold. And it was just interesting. But I don't know. Do we want to discuss this song? I think we should. I think you should, because I'm kind of curious of what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, so... It's a little disturbing. Really? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Let's don't stand so close to me. So, uh, I will just read... I will not read the chorus. Young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing. This girl's an open page bookmarking she's so close now this girl is half his age her friends are so jealous you know how bad girls get sometimes it's not so easy to be the teacher's pet temptation frustration <sighs> so bad it makes him cry wet bus stop she's waiting his car is warm and dry loose talk in the classroom to hurt they to hurt they try and try strong words in the <gasps> staff room the accusations fly it's no use he sees oh my her goodness. he starts to shake and cough just like the old man in that book by Nabokov. Oh my goodness. So, so. <laughs> it's about a schoolgirl crush on a teacher, which leads to he was a teacher. An affair. He claims many times <laughs> over this is not autobiographical <gasps> at all. Um, he wanted to write a song about sexuality in the classroom, and for some reason, he likes the book Lolita a lot. Um, Do you know what that's about? No, I don't know what that book's about. Well, in it, it's about a man who is, is in love with a in love with an underage girl. Hmm. So and it's by Nabokov. Nabokov, yeah. So um, he, he obviously, having been a teacher, he said himself that he knows what it's like to have a fifteen-year-old schoolgirl fancying him, and quote me really fancying them. So. Oh, sting. <laughs> oh. I can say as a former teacher, that is super gross. Yes. I mean, you shouldn't have to say that as a teacher, but, like, I do not understand anybody going, that 15-year-old. Yeah. Uh, 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 we'll just call him young and dumb. <laughs> but oh, sting. but in, in, lost some points in Sting's one. own words, that, he, you know, he, like, suddenly this song came to him and it sort of poured out, but to him, it's it's a it's not an affair there's a rape that's what the song is about so it is not a nice song okay so i'm going to be taking that one off of my favorite list but it and is now crossing it out it, it is <laughs> a fun song but now that it's what i'm really hearing about what's so fun about it it's like oh well, that's something that's so interesting about his lyrics he's not fluffy no, he's not. Like, Roxanne, not a fluffy thing. Most of this stuff is The stalker fluffy. song. Even the ones you think are nice are, like... Are and how, like, nice. everything she does is magic is really just, like, how she's so... Not manipulative, but how she makes everything work out for her. That's, haven't you ever looked at the lyrics that way? I haven't, but I feel like that now one Rachel's was... Now Rachel's going to see darkness. I know. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I like Sting, but now there's, I'm just like... There's not darkness in everything. I feel like after he went 
solo and on his own, he could dig into more of the deeper stuff that he wanted to get into. And he's saying, but I will say this conflict in Ireland. And Mm -hmm. well, I mean, he's talking about prostitutes in Paris and Roxanne. So I guess it didn't matter if it was the police or sting. Let me say this. And I think I may be judged by the public by this. And so I might need to think about this a little bit more, but it does take a genius to really be able to take those hard topics and then be able to create this music that people do like listening in their cars, that do like listening to at parties, and then be able to take those topics and then like, hey, I'm going to bring them out, and then you're going to be entertained by it as well. It's really a creative... It um, is creative. A a creative gift to be able to take things like that and do them in a way that's skillful where you don't... Where on first listen, you're like... This is such a great song. Yeah. It takes you a while to figure it out. But, um, you know, what Jenny mentioned, you know, about stuff about Ireland, he does also have a big history of, you know, human rights involvement mm. and a lot of philanthropic work. He started, like, a foundation to save the rainforest and the indigenous people that live there. Mm-hmm. The Rainforest Foundation. I don't, I don't know what it's called. Something He's like that. given money to AIDS research. Has he and... given money to, like, bumblebees and wasps? Yes. Yes. Actually. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was just wondering with his nickname and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, bees are in trouble. They are now. So and they are necessary to the planet. So they are. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit, he's a bit crunchy hippie. So ah, okay. So Rachel, is there one more song you'd like to talk about before we move on to the rating? So you know how I mentioned earlier that I'm kind of like learning. I learned about myself this week and stuff yes, like that. Yes, let's so answer that. My little girl, she's about to turn six. She has started um, school, um, and not saying that I want to stalk her, but I'm (laughs) wanting to kind of keep a better eye on her in some way. So I was kind of, after hearing the song, you know, um, the stalker song, which is what I call it. Every breath you take. I know, but I call it the stalker song. For our audience's sake, we should refer to songs with their correct titles. Every breath you take. Um... I was just like listening to it as I was like looking at her and just part of me not wanting her to grow up, part of me just um, excited for her at the same time that she's experiencing these new things, but also just kind of wanting to keep an eye on her and very close eye. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny has a good, uh, some good information about this song for you. Yeah. So this one, um, even though there are scores of people who think it's really romantic for some reason, um, it is not, (laughs) it is definitely about obsession with a lost lover and about jealousy. Um, so Sting and his first wife, Frances were married, uh, back when Sting was in the police and actually part of the, another part of the reason the police all broke up is because they were such a big hit that all of their marriages dissolved, all of them. So oh, that's sad. It is. Sting was separated with his first wife, Frances, while at the same time he was starting a relationship with his next-door neighbor and his wife's best friend. Wait, wait, um, wait. <laughs> so he lost his marriage, and then he got with his best friend and the wife? No, no, no his, his wife's, wife's best, best friend. friend. Oh, okay. Also was their neighbor who also was their neighbor um and it's it's possible that they had already been having an affair that they were just starting the relationship now like moving it forward i'm not really sure a lot of it's like just general hearsay from you know from the 80s 
Um, but it, regardless, he got some really interesting press. So he goes to the Caribbean to escape. They had a recording studio out there. And this song is what came out while he was there, dealing with sort of the fallout uh. of his marriage. It, it's a little weird, but I a feel little? like... <laughs> it is a little weird. But it's more than about... a little weird. But he's he's obsessed with Her. losing his wife. Oh, and, so this yeah. is about the wife, not losing the neighbor. Like when you have an ex and you're like, yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, and, I know. You know. Yeah. yeah. Even though you don't necessarily want to go back to them, you're yeah. still obsessed with like how you felt about them before. You mm -hmm. know, maybe it's like the '80s version of like Facebook stalking. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, this is Sting working through his what will eventually be his his divorce from his first wife. He does have a happy ending though because he's he married that lady and he's still married to her and they have four kids. Trudy, nice. yep, they are still together. So I guess it worked out. It did work out. I think huh. I think a lot of it was just the lifestyle of the late 70s and early 80s like before the AIDS epidemic. Mm. Rock stars did a lot of interesting Ducks. stuff with yeah. a lot of people um, because they didn't have any reason to be very fearful of anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, my guess is that they slept with a lot of groupies, mm -hmm. which is what broke apart all of their marriages. Mm. So not, gotcha. not a really great, <laughs> not a great song, not a song to play at your wedding. Do people There's, play that on yes, their wedding? Yes, there are so many people who play it at their wedding. Sting says he gets like letters from fans and comments from people. Just stop, world. Don't play the stalker song at your then wedding. Then don't write it, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little like um, disclaimer. Disclaimer on the yes. bottom of the album. Like these songs are not to be used for the following father daughter dance. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gross. That is so gross. All right. Well, I actually had a lot of fun. I'm ready to rate. Okay. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being garbage, 10 being great, where would you place your rating of Staying in the Police? 8.59. Wow. I know. Even with all of all the of like, we were revelations about. of well, like, terribleness. Are you ready for this one? So, this past week, I decided to work with my phone and change my ringtones and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I have added um, Sting, hey. the Every Breath You Take song, to my <laughs> um, ringtone level. Um, and so it's been added to my phone because, you know, honestly... It's only when I call, though, right? Yeah, like well, that. it's because you leave voicemails. And so it's anytime I get a voicemail, I put it um, as if that song. Because who leaves voicemails? Only stalkers leave voicemails. Right, Allison? Uh-oh. Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't stalk me. All I'm saying. <laughs> that you know of. Or I'm really good at it. I do know where you live. You do. <laughs> well, Rachel, I'm really glad you had a good week. And Jenny, we appreciate your help in yeah, playlist creation sure. and your expertise and your um, adoration for yeah. Still love Sting. Sting. Good. <laughs> Still and I hope Sting. you come back and I hope Sting's not the only one that you love so maybe you can introduce me to some more music. Maybe yeah. something else. Yeah. I figure know. out. I have, I have a lot of loves. Maybe yes. maybe so many of them are closeted. I just need to tell them all to Allison. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> well, for those who want to continue to walk with me on my journey of finding out more music, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, yep. and um, listen to our playlist that Allison lovingly creates for me on Spotify. You can uh, also help us out by rating and subscribing on iTunes. Yep. 
Jenny, thanks a lot for coming. We really appreciate your expertise. Thanks for having me, guys. I love talking about Sting. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye. 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 From me? Really? Yeah. Like my opinion? Yeah, like I, thought I almost she wonder said if you want to go back and is there any song you wanted to talk about that you didn't get to or do you think we covered them? Well, I mean, I talked about Fields of Gold, which is really is my favorite. My other favorite song was actually not on this playlist. It didn't make oh. the cut. It did not make the cut. Why didn't you put it on there? So because I did. It was only an hour. But then, like, by the time I had put my favorite Sting songs, it's like an hour and a half. And Allison made me kind of down. A lot of his, and a lot of his songs that, like, have good meanings go check are, uh, I feel like, weren't, weren't in Rachel's top five. Because, really? I mean, well, I mean, there were, he wrote, I would like, yeah, we should say that, say that for the air. Well, he's written about, like, various conflicts across the world, and he's written about, And uh, those are the songs like, that are in the he um, wrote, playlist. Englishman in New York was about a uh, famous LGBTQ activist guy, and I don't know. So What's the one where he says the Russians love their children, too? What's that one? Oh, gosh. It's not like a Cold War song. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was his first album after he left the That's police. Like, he made a lot of songs about conflicts across the world, like... He got he started singing about things that he cared about as soon as he broke up with the police on the the Blue Turtles album, I think. But I can't remember. I can't remember what song that is. Well, you're not allowed to forget. <laughs> oh, Dune? Yeah. Yeah, oh, none of us have. And honestly, like I don't want to see anything Sting is in. I don't think he's He's actually in movies? A very, yeah, he acted for a little while because he's got the face, man. Oh, yeah. Was he good? Oh, it's... He so, the, lines in Dune. Yeah, yeah, like, like he, he's... He's a lot of, uh, like, definitely in his uh, height of eye candy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Aaron, the, the thing you were talking about before, that song, is The Russians. There's a song about the First World War called The Children's Crusade. He wrote a song about the miner strike in 84 called We Work the Black Seam. And this was, it was all about the playlist? The, it's about the clash between the miners and Margaret Thatcher. No, this none of these were on uh, you listened to. But, you what? know, a lot of his more... Um, it's too bad because uh, Rachel loves historical stuff. Yeah. I love historical stuff because I think that's one of the reasons why I like Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's un it is unfortunate. Like, the songs that seem to be about things that matter to him, mm. more like human rights-y type stuff... Are, were not his hits at all. Mm. Um, but, but... It's, yeah, it's it, the balance between hits and, like, deep cuts that we love. Yeah, so... playlist making. And he, like, he's, he's written music to Shakespeare, and... Hmm. Gosh. Yeah, Did he's... Did you hear his uh, TED Talk, Jenny? No, I didn't even have one. He had a TED Talk where he talked about how he completely hit writer's block at a certain point in his life. 
uh, completely stopped making music, couldn't come up with anything, and then decided to start writing, inventing characters and writing in character. Oh, you know, that makes a lot of sense, I feel. A lot of his songs seem very character-y. Like he's getting into like the... his newer ones, I imagine? Yeah, like, uh, he just kind of seems to get into brain the brains of people and... I tell you what, my stomach turned when I put everything together about, uh, don't stand so close to me. Yeah. I did not know he was a teacher. Yeah. I did not know he was an arrogant jerk. Yeah. But you put all that together, yeah, and it's like a weird fantasy for him about how he loves being admired by young I, I feel like that that's odd. probably what it is. I feel like, honestly... He's probably I, a different person now. <laughs> He's matured. But. Well, no, I think he still comes across as arrogant no. to a lot of people. Boy. Here's the thing, though. Is that when you're really freaking good at something? Mm. This man, this man is so good at writing lyrics. And I know you guys have talked about this before. About people are like music people or lyric people. I'm a lyrics person. A hundred and ten percent. I know Allison is more of a music. Person, she is. But I think that's another reason I like Sting. He is super talented, and I feel like that he knows it. You know. He's good at he's good at putting music together and he's good at writing songs. It's the reason why the police broke up. And That's the only reason they had the success at the same time. It's the only what? Oh the, yeah, the only, the only reason, reason they had they success. Were, they, they did well. Yes, like there there were times where he would make them trash things. Or there was an interesting little See, that's why I thought La Belle Dame songs songs was about regret. The beautiful woman with no regrets. The oh, you know what? I was reading for the wrong song. So for every little thing she does is magic. That one is a police song. That one has a a piano accompaniment to it, and that Sting actually forced the piano accompaniment. Uh, Copeland and Summer did not want it at all, but he forced it, and then he made them listen to it, and they ended up going with it because. They were like, damn, it's, it really is better that way. Like, it was, you could tell that they were sort of, like, resigned to the fact that Sting is right again on yet another song from the way he, he pushes. Mm. And I felt like that story must have been, like, a picture-perfect example of what it would have been like to be in the police. Like, where did they get... We all wrote this song... You know, Sting wrote the lyrics, but, you know, we all wrote this song together. Because I'm pretty sure Summer or Copeland, one of them wrote, like, the guitar riff for that one. So they all write it together, and then Sting just brings in a pianist. And the other guys are like, what the heck are you doing? Like, we did not agree to this. And he's like, no, we're doing it. No, we're doing it. No, we're doing it. And then he does it, and then he makes them listen to it. Listen to it. He forces them to listen, and he makes them finally see that he's correct because he's the genius behind the band and i think that is an example like can you imagine every song five albums worth of songs to be with a person like that eventually you would want to punch him in his face because he's a giant but he's good at what he does you know that is how i picture sting um i forgot to even ask how did they got the police name like, you know, did they get arrested? No, there's not, like, a big consensus about it, but, like, I think it, Copeland's dad was in the CIA, and he actually had the name picked out before mm. he ever met Sting or anybody else. Copeland came up with the name. He, but 
the weird thing is the word police is an American word. It's not a British word. They're actually bobbies. Well, and they're, they're, well they are police. It, that's just their nickname, just like cops or Robert. whatever. Call but them a the bobby. Scotland Yard, that's what they're, they're called. No, Scotland Yard is a specific um, office. Yeah. The, but there's like, if you go up to just an officer on the street, they are the police. It's written on their cars. It's written on the back of their jackets. That's true. It's written on the TARDIS. It's written on the TARDIS. You're right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, record our last. I got it. Thing, so. <sighs>